Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Trap Draw Podcast. My name is Randy. I'm joined, as always, by my guy, Tron Carter, TC. Good morning. How bright, are you? Bright and early, Randy. We're Mo- up and at it. Monday morning. <laughs> Love it. We, uh, the two hardest working guys in podcasting right here. Exactly. Uh, we had a, uh, we had a great week last week over in Houston. We were, of course, there for the Women's Open, which is concluding later today. I think we need to download a little bit on our experience. Lots of... A lot to unpack. A, t- a ton to unpack. Uh, and then we're going to get into a little bit of F1 thoughts um, and then, you know, have a, have a little bit of fun with look back, maybe look ahead on some of our Trap Draw previews, both for uh, looking back to 2020 and ahead to 2021. So that's the rough agenda. Uh, I think this might be the last Trap Draw of 2020. Really? Unless... <laughs> You know, unless something just... There might be a perfect club or something like that. Needs to be said. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, without further ado, let's let's turn it over to... Uh, actually, head fake. Uh, before we turn it over to Mr. Jeezy, I want to thank our sponsor, one of our sponsors for today's episode. That's Wine Access. They've set up a, a, a landing page just for listeners of the Trap Draw. You can go to wineaccess.com slash trap draw, all one word. That's W-I-N-E-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com slash trap draw. Uh, while you're there, you get 15% off your first three purchases. Have a look around. Uh, whether you're into the juice, you got friends that are into the juice, you can uh, look at award-winning Hard-to-find wines by region of the world. You can look by grape variety. It's a true smorgasbord over there. There is. They got some actually. Um, they got some good cabs in right now. We got an email last week from them about some some cabs. What's a good Christmas uh, or a holiday season wine, TC? It all depends on what you're pairing it with, or or who you're giving it to, what their what their flavor profile is. That's exactly right. There's no set answer. Uh, what I love about Wine Access personally. You can click through to a wine, and it gives you all the tasting notes. It suggests what you should pair it with, uh, how you should serve it, when you should serve it. It's fantastic. Uh, if you are looking for gifts for people, they offer gift cards right now. You can either find it through their website, or you can go directly to their gift card page. That'd be wineaccess.com slash gift card. It's great because you can have multiple recipients on a single page. So you can just... You know, put the name, put the dollar value, and you're all set. The recipient can pick from any bottle they want, whether it's a Michelin star level Bordeaux classic or a boutique discovery from the Wilmette Valley. Randy, what's your flavor profile? Um, we went through that tasting exercise with uh, with Mark, and I am more of a, uh, gosh, where did I come out? More of like a cab guy. I, I like the fruitiness. Uh, berries, the the blueberry, you like, you uh, like red some, berries. You like some mountain fruit. Yeah, Probably exactly. Mount Veter, mountain fruit. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we thank Wine Access. Head over wineaccess.com slash trap draw. Makes a great gift for any wine-loving person in your life. We thank them, and now I'm going to kick it to Mr. Jeezy. Thank you so much, Mr. Jeezy. Good to hear your voice. Tron, was Houston everything you thought it'd be? No, but it was a lot more than I thought it would be. Houston, it was a strange place, but I liked it. <laughs> it was a lot to process. I think yeah. we were both saying that. We, we needed some time to kind of sit with our thoughts. And, and we only scratched the surface. You know, I mean, of we, course. Well, of we course. tried to, we went out of our way to, that's the one thing when there's a short daylight window uh, on the golf course where, 
know, we got in Tuesday. Um, when I when I left the airport, you know, people people in George Bush, Houston Intercontinental Airport, are, they were they were pretty torn up that I was leaving. I, I I picture that scene from Field of Dreams, right? When the young the young kid like walks up to the line. And he's got to make the decision whether to cross the line and turn into the old man to to save the kid. Like I feel like that was you leaving the airport. So yeah. Do I actually leave? Yeah. And and you were you were impressed with the airport? Great terminal terminal C. I can't speak to Elway and D. God, we snuck in a nice yeah. visit on the way out. B's uh, kind of a shithole. <laughs> to the Centurion Lounge in uh, in the international R- terminal. Randy Randy's been raving about the uh, the uh, Amex Lounge for for <laughs> for days now. Non-stop. Everybody, I, everybody I see on the street. Have you have you been to the Centurion Lounge, sir? You you must go. Um, so yeah, we got in Tuesday. We were staggered arrival. You had you had some stuff here, so I flew over early Tuesday morning and got your vid test. Got the vid test. Thankfully, both our vid tests came back uh, very negative, non-reactive, <laughs> which we had to clarify actually meant negative, and. So just driving between the airport, the hotel, and where they were doing the COVID testing, the first thing I noticed was how many it, more donut shops I saw on the side of the road, little shopping centers, crazy than anywhere I've ever seen in my life. I think that's one of the first things I told you when I saw you was TC. You won't believe it. There's so many donut shops, and we had some people from say, you know, no way it's more than LA. It's more more per capita. There's there's no way anywhere in the world has more donut shops. I've driven a little bit around LA. I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time in LA. Never noticed donut shops. I've never noticed donut shops anywhere in my life in any city like I did in Houston. And and we so we stopped our last morning on the way to the course. We stopped at Shipley's, which is a chain. But and there's one there on the way home from the airport. I saw there's one opening up down the street from us here what at a, Jack's. What a sign! I mean, if that's the best glazed donut I've ever had. Soft, fluffy, so fluffy and light. But not not like a crispy. I hate Krispy Kreme donuts. They're too they're too glazed. They're too glazed. They're too sweet. They they overdo it. Krispy Kreme donuts are good when they're hot, like right out of the they're oven. Better for sure. And then they and then they kind of they they harden <laughs> naturally. <laughs> and shout out James Harden. Yeah. Uh, who might be a sick guy, and, and you know, I, I'm hoping he gets traded to the Nets because that would be, yeah, the perfect uh, mix of no. But a lot of people were in the uh, in the DMs saying Randy's uh, blueberry cake mm-hmm. donut choice was inspired. They said it was it was one of the it was one of the most. Um, it was just a, a shot of expertise or a shot of, of brilliance <laughs> from the big man, humble brilliance. Well, we people gave us well, not people. We had a couple people, and I want to shout them out by name, call them out by name. Uh, one, Mister Poosh did not like my blueberry donut order. All uh, the locals were like, "That's that's the best thing on the menu by far." And then Lauren Coughlin's husband, John uh, yeah. Pond, hated our order. Well, he, no, he, he he said Shipley stinks. <sighs> but our reasoning was: listen, we we got to get the original glazed donut, right? Like we're not going deep into the it's menu. The we're not going yeah. collages. We're we're not doing the bigger roll. We we got to start with the original glaze. The Earl Campbell. <laughs> the a uh, lot of people from from H Town though said, you know, you guys did you get a collage? Did you get a collage? Did you get a collage? We did not get a collage. No collage. Can't go can't go there yet. There's one and opening up near us. We'll 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 test out the collage scene when we're ready on our time frame. I just wanted it. We just wanted a donut. We wanted yeah. a glazed donut, and that's how we were going to judge it by. And Shipley's passed with flying colors and good, and good coffee too. Very serviceable. Yeah. So good experience in the drive-through. Yeah. Friendly people. Yeah. So uh, highly recommend. It makes me want to get back to Houston and start. I think yeah. Trying all the different donut shops. I had a sense of all right. Like Houston's going to be a revelation as far as food goes. It's. I mean, it's huge. It's what? It's the fourth biggest city in the country. Yeah. And um, you know, massive immigrant population, so that means great food. It, it's huge on both, like both ways, where it's a massive people, but I feel like it's got to be the most. Well, I don't know, maybe L.A., Southern you California, f- but it's just so big, just in terms of physical space. They have three perimeter highways. <laughs> like being from Atlanta, we have one, and it's a mess. Actually, having the three was massive. So many tollways. 
we and I should have gotten the the transponder on a rental car. That was that was that was a huge miss. It was a tough week trying to avoid tolls. We were we were avoiding tolls like oh god, um, you know, like they were parents and we were teenagers sneaking out or something. Because Champions is out in the middle. Of, I hesitate to call it the middle of nowhere, but it's it's out there. Yeah, we God, we beat up that service. Like we were driving a lot of service it, roads. It was like we were <laughs> we were quite literally. We were separated. We were interstate adjacent. Uh, yeah, uh, the whole time. Off the Sam Houston tollway. Lot of U-turns. Yeah. They give you the option to make a U-turn every, every Right off the highway. Feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... We got caught the one night. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't... They kept forcing us back on the highway, and we just wanted to get off we were, we were to in, make the... We were in the energy corridor. <laughs> yeah, we were in the energy corridor. Which was invigorating, um, and I think we got on and got off probably six or seven times in a row. Yeah, just kind of wiggling back and forth. <laughs> it's, that's a perfect. It's, yeah, you just wiggle. There's so many on ramps and off ramps. They're not even ramps though. They're just they're just little sections. I don't know how anybody would have ever gotten around Houston pre GPS. <laughs> we would have known. There, we would have had no chance. The number of overpasses. Oh. I mean, it makes like, you know, there's this place in Atlanta called Spaghetti Junction. And everybody's like, this is the biggest over. There was, there was one of those everywhere you looked. Everywhere. In Houston. There, everywhere. Were, there were overpasses going over other overpasses, <laughs> um, raised highways, you know, raised. It was crazy. I've never underpasses. Seen, I've never seen more infrastructure. They had in my underpasses. Life. It was, oh my gosh, so much concrete. Incredible build. So going back to the food, we okay. went to. Uh, first night, we we ate by the hotel. It went to a good Thai place. It was good. Um, by the hotel. Second night, we went to um, uh, El Tiempo. Highly recommended from some of our most trusted sources. We we're gonna go to Nymphas, but uh, it was just it was just too far of a drive. Um, there were some concerns about the the part of town that it was. In. <laughs> Uh, and you know, we were just coming straight from the course. We went to El Tiempo. It was fantastic. It was first thing so- you notice. It's right next door to the diamond club. Yeah. Uh, I believe if you get something at El Tiempo, you get free access to the diamond club. We didn't, we didn't poke our heads in though. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not a big script club guy. Uh, d- yeah. Don't, I just didn't need to, but El Tiempo was, we out, out on the back patio. Vagitas. Oh my gosh. Some of the probably the best fajitas I've ever had. Like I think I had a fillet fajita. Yeah, the best beef I've ever had in, in a fajita. I had a shrimp and shrimp and fillet. Those shrimp were massive. Unbelievable. People people thought we photoshopped the shrimp. They're like U ten shrimp. I don't even know if that's the right. There's like a, a measurement for shrimp, and uh, <laughs> they're like U boat shrimp. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then some of the. The accoutrements were unbelievable. What was that green salsa? Yeah, the green salsa, tomatillo oh salsa. Oh, forget kind of, about it. Yeah, so that place was ridiculous. Um, and then uh, we we were gonna get barbecue the next day, but they had they had uh, Tejas barbecue at at the media center. Yep. Thank, thank you to the USGA for that. Um, it was great. It was a it's a barbecue and chocolate place. Interesting combination. A lot of people reached out, said, "Hey, Truth Barbecue is is, is the truth." <laughs> <laughs> like Scott Storch, uh, a couple other places, um, God, Pinkertons. I think the got, Pinkertons got a lot of mentions. They're running a bar. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, our problem was there's not a lot of barbecue places open at night. Yeah, They're all and open the, during the and day. That's what we needed. Yeah, we needed some nighttime food. Exactly. Um, I think the other big news was uh, our foray into uh, into the HEB scene. Well, do, well, I thought that our last meal, wherever we went, deserved a shout out. The the seafood dinner. It spot. was good. It was yeah. It was very good. It was very. I, I hesitate to shout it out because it was Ford Fry's restaurant. And he's oh. a big Atlanta chef. Okay. Well, kinda, maybe people can. He, he's got some. I think I really like his seafood stuff, but he's he's got some restaurants in Atlanta that are more about the interior design and you know mediocre service and a place to see and be seen but you know hate that some of his any and then his his mexican place um kind of a fluffer scene there but his the one the one we ate at what la 
Lucia or yeah, uh, was was fantastic. It was fine. A great outdoor space. Whole, whole red, whole Texas redfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, bone in. We had you know uh, fish collars, all sorts of good some stuff. oysters. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, H-E-B. Are we skipping? No, that's, Lakewood. That's, no, that's that's the that's weird. that's the main event. Oh, I thought H-E-B was going to be the okay, main okay, event. Okay, 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 Lakewood, Lakewood. So we're driving, we're driving along on one of the non-tollways, and uh, we see we see Lakewood Church. We see a mega church, and we go. We both say, "Look, it's a mega church." <laughs> I, you know, somewhat facetiously, I wonder if that's both our boys, Joel Osteen's church. And sure enough, lo and behold, Lakewood, and it absolutely is. Uh, Joel Osteen's church. So, TC, I believe you were driving. You you made a quick reaction. We got off the interstate, and we we did a drive around the the perimeter of the place. Unbelievable! Just like the un, like the parking garages. Well, come to come to find out, to it. it's the old Rockets Arena, the old Compact Center, the, the house that <laughs> you know Cheryl Swoops built. There, there were like fifteen WNBA championships and. You know, there were probably three or four NBA finals played in there, right? Two championships. Yeah, the mid-90s Rockets. Did they win one in the early 80s even? Yeah. With uh, the Twin Towers? Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it was it was a it was a feat of infrastructure. Um, so I said, TC, pull over. I got to get out. I got to get my picture taken. With the sign. With the sign. It was such a bright sign. It was really tough to take the picture. And get the get the actual get you in the foregr- in the uh, foreground and the sign in the background without washing you out exactly, but th- I think that's kind of a metaphor. It, it just the I was basking in the, just the glow of you ran up to the door. I I wanted to you know if I could I, I wanted to seed some prosperity maybe I was looking who can I give my money to uh, I ended up just sliding it under the door, so we'll see. I what an experience though. I mean, can you imagine going to a place like that every Sunday morning? 15,000 people just going nuts. Yeah, just dealing with that scrum of humanity and the parking and the car. Oh, God, it gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Amazing, amazing stuff. And then that's when we drove through the energy corridor on the way home. Yeah. We were absolutely peaking uh, at this point. We'd been on a meat bender. We saw Lakewood. We were Lakewood's, in the energy corridor. You know what? Five blocks from uh, El Tiempo. Yeah, right? from the from the OG El Tiempo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we were we were we were buzzing at that point. Um, the golf was great. We'll talk about that on the main pod. On the main pod. Yeah, head over to the No Laying Up podcast. For yeah, any we don't golf talk, we don't talk about. It. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. This is on me. So on Tuesday, on Wednesday, I'm not on site because because my my vid test results hadn't hadn't come back yet. Um, so I'm driving. I, f- I found a great little coffee shop. Um, sat kind of out on their front patio. It was lovely. Um, but on my way to the coffee shop, I passed uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw's. Office. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know you I, didn't tell me that. No, we could have gone. I totally forgot. Talk about another picture opportunity. So in, in Texas, I have noticed this. I don't know if this is a Texas thing or or if we're just really bad about it everywhere else. But they're really good about like there's there's street signs and I noticed this in Fort Worth as well. There's street signs and all sorts of uh, of signage pointing you to your local congressman's or congresswoman's office. I think as it should be, you know, yeah, they're yeah. representing the like, people. Let them know where they're to pick, exactly. Go in there and uh, and you know. Speak to them in person or speak to their staff in person. So, yeah, so it, it was, you know, we were in Dan Crenshaw's district, unbeknownst to me. and He probably wouldn't have been in there, though. He was filming that really cool, like, <laughs> Mission Impossible video that I just saw yesterday. Um, the, well, I feel like, you know, we left something on the table. So next time we get back to Houston, I th- I think, yeah. you know, we we stop by there. No, I think I, I didn't get a bon me sandwich. Houston's known for... On me sandwiches. Um, there's another place that Zach told told us to go. Uh, Gojo that over by the airport that didn't get a chance to go there. Uh, like I'm, I'm gonna go back with Alex, my wife, and we're gonna go eat for a weekend in Houston once the world's back to normal. Because I think it's, it's a really underrated, cool food city. 
A lot of people said Houston might be a heavy city. A lot of heavy. <laughs> our our, fe- our fellow people might say? be a little heavy in Houston. Well, one not, of the, not a big one, sidewalk scene. One of the reasons. Not a, well, so I felt like it was kind of um, just cars and food and. I felt like it was. It was like donuts. if 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 you if you combined or took elements of Atlanta, the Plex, and L.A. Just like L.A. Yeah. with, especially at night. It doesn't look like L.A. during the day, but at night, like it's so, you got the uptown area, you've got the, you got downtown, you got all these skyscrapers everywhere you look, all these little satellite cities. I, you made the point. I, I thought it was a very astute one, and I agreed with it. Houston looks so much better at night. Yes. Just the skyline, everything, it, it looks much cooler at night than during the day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so... Sh- should we go to the main event? H-E-B. H-E-B. People say we had – you guys cannot go to Houston and not go to an H-E-B. Which, all right, so we had some people, re, you know, get get come in hot in the DMs. That you guys should have gone a – lot, a lot of you guys should have. You should have. You yeah. should have. Or you, you didn't see a, this one or, you know, <laughs> why didn't you go to a central market? First of even? all, I've been to a central market. I, I know what central market is, right? <laughs> it's It's an upscale – experience it's not it's not for the people right um it, and then and then people said all right you should have gone to this heb or that heb that's not the point we should be able to pick out a random heb on the map go to it see what it's all about they should you know establish the baseline right which is what we did and i would say i mean it's a, it's a clear parallel to our donut store experience where you just go to a, you go to a store and you pick the most baseline item and that's that's how you judge it by. So we walk in. For, all right, First so, of all, we need to say where we went. We we're in Klein with a K. With a K. And Randy was very <laughs> concerned. Just I hate when towns get really cute with the spelling of stuff. Uh, so they were the Klein Bearcats and, and cats had a K instead of a C. And then in K especially, you know, when people just start putting unnecessary Ks around, I don't know. It just, I, I, I'm not saying this is the case, but you know, <laughs> three Ks together, and you just your mind starts going to some bad places. So we, I, I was just very uncomfortable. We we drove by the Klein Chiropractic Clinic. Thankfully, they did not. <laughs> well, thankfully, they did not change the, all theirs to a C. But like Corner Pizza was was with, Corner with, with a, K. a K. Like, come on, take it away. I don't need that. Come to find out, Klein. Yeah, tell me some of the famous people oh that have gosh. come from Klein. Kendra Scott spells her name with a K. <laughs> of course. Randy Bullock, the, just, the FFK. Who just got benched. Oh, he got benched? Yeah, the Bengals benched him. Which we need to have a separate conversation about Zach Taylor. That guy's a fraud. That guy's a bad, bad dude. He, he's, he's, a, he's a fake McVeigh. Yeah, exactly right. Drafted off of McVeigh, he was. He was. I didn't. I didn't care for his his game when he was the quarterback in Nebraska. I just put two and two together. That yeah, that was exactly the guy. Yeah, I know. Not a fan. Obviously, Pac Man's not a fan either. <laughs> Nor of Darren Simmons, but <laughs> Simmons ain't getting fired anyway. Anyway, uh, client Simone Biles, I think you said was yeah Klein native Ashton Ubody, the former Ohio State defensive back David Murphy, the Murph. The Murph. Oh, my gosh. The Murph dog. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so, you know, people said, oh, the, the one in Klein, that's, that's you, you know, know, it hasn't been renovated in a while. Or it's, Somebody even compared it to, like, the, the Kroger in Atlanta. I'm assuming they meant the Murder Kroger. Murder Kroger. <laughs> Which, honestly, I, I think we picked, like, the best H-E-B to go to. Murder Kroger's gotten mega gentrified lately, too. <laughs> so You hate to see that. Uh, yeah, I want to see the, you know, show me your... Show me your weakest H-E-B, and, like, that's what H-E-B is. You're right? only as strong as your weakest link, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So we go in. Um, we didn't buy anything. No. Very specific about not buying anything. Well, you had read, you got me all hot and bothered, excited for a warm tortilla that supposedly they offer you upon entrance. Yeah, yeah. One of these, you know, tenured, 30-year-plus 30 uh, employees, and... You know, we were not offered. A They're probably double dipping, double dipping on their pensions. They're so taken care of there. Uh, you know, may, benefit of the doubt, maybe with COVID, with the vid, they don't want people taking their mask down and, and 
Yeah, that's fair. There was all sorts of I, I understand sorts of stuff that, but I was disappointed about HEB employees getting bullied by the lately by the anti-maskers. Yeah, that's right. To the point where I think they they even backed him down in some places. Right? Yeah, that's tough. tough. That's tough. Um, so we walked in. It was it was a it was a shock from the moment we walked in. Like so many people. Well, not only that, just just how. But then the produce just hits you in the face. The the layout of the store was was very different from what I was expecting. Um, produce ch- was kind of segregated from the rest of the store in this right front square. Which TC, I I'm so conditioned to get my produce last, where it's like I'm, I'm not prepared to make produce decisions immediately upon entering the store. I will say there's there's. There's some inconsistencies with Publix on that front. Like near us, the Publix in Atlantic Beach um, is the produce is on the right. So when you go in, you, you're expected to get your produce first. The Publix in Marsh, Marsh Landing, Landing, down by Ponte Vedra. It's back in the corner. Back left. That, and that's, that's, that's where I, I'm I shopping. Actually, that's I actually where prefer back left. I like in the produce yeah, last. Yeah, I do too. It stays fresher. I do too. You know, you're not you're not piling other stuff yeah. on top of it. Um, I'm with you there. So it's cool that we can find community. We go, yeah. So we 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 go through. Uh, I was very impressed. I was not impressed with their seafood case. It, first of all, it felt like an IKEA in that like there's really only one way to go. I, like it I felt like, like I was. There should have been arrows on the floor. I felt like I was being guided. Around the store, there might have been some little shortcuts here and there. Hey, you know, come on over here to to pillows and and you know throw rugs. Um, I, I felt like I did not have free will shopping in that store. So it was crowded. It was so very, crowded. Very crowded. So crowded. Um, this was Friday afternoon, so maybe you know. Yeah, Friday midday. Yeah, like twelve thirty, one o'clock. That's true. Um, you know, so you know, all the Texans are getting getting ready for their for their weekend barbecues. All the A and M fans. Klein seemed to be a big A and M town, which not good around cha- around champions too. A lot yeah. of A and M signs and banners, which you know. So uh, I was blown away by the butcher case, though. I that's where I saw your eyes really light up. Yeah. They had uh, was it the the wagyu? They had prime. They had all sorts of, of prime. They had the whole gamut. If you wanted to get a brisket, you could get a three different kinds of brisket. If you wanted to get a skirt steak, they had you know wagyu inside skirt steak. They you know it was a sweepstakes. They cut bacon. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And then they you know they had two full rows of um, kind of frozen prepackaged stuff as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, like it felt like going to Sam's Club. It was like a mix between like Sam's Club. It was, it had a very industrial feel to it. Yeah, for sure. Just huge. Like warehouse feel. Warehouse space, big box store vibe to it. But I will say like the selection, anything you could possibly want is inside an HEB, yeah, it so, seems like. So then we went around the back and then we went, you know, the, the deli was like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this island in the middle, they had a sushi sweepstakes in there. <laughs> I was impressed with the prepackaged or with their with their pre made, um, you know, entrees and, the, and offerings. But here's where I'll push back as as somebody who shops for one most of the time. You got to get so far into the belly of the beast just to get some prepackaged, you know, meals for one. I would swap that with the produce almost. It kind of reminded me of the of the labyrinth at, at Bandon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't get you gotta go through all these outer layers. Yeah. Like if I'm going in for a for just a prepackaged meal, I gotta wade through so much stuff. Yeah. Uh so that was that Again, was points against you know, like many people will probably say, hey, you know, not all these not all the stores are that industrial or not all the stores are have that layout, but that's the point, right? Exactly. It's only as strong as your weakest location. Um, the the real, you know, looked like they had a great store brand. Um, sure, you know, all that. No, no concerns there At least, whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, without no, no concerns with the K. <laughs> <laughs> without getting to, to try any of it, you know, I you can't say for certain, but um, where I was really, really floored was the checkout experience. 
double they double stacked the checkout they lines. Triple stacking. The they triple stacked them. <laughs> I didn't even notice the triple stack. It was I've never seen that many that many checkout stations. Yeah. And they weren't doing any of the they, they weren't doing a whole lot of the you know scanning self checkout bullshit. BS. I hate that stuff. Again though, I would say the self scanning is is helpful when the, when the shopping experience is more catered to a one time like in and out one meal or but if you're getting any sort of produce it's tough it's a pain in the ass cuz you you either are squinting looking at that thing or you're trying to match a picture the person's coming over one way or another yeah you know especially when you're when you're when you're buying you know, there's 15 kinds of apples or there's I'll say this that I didn't notice at HEB and I don't know if we just missed it or maybe I missed it. Did you notice much of a hot bar? Or do they substitute all the prepackaged options almost for a hot bar? I think the prepackaged options. Hmm. You know, maybe they've made some adjustments with COVID too. I'll tell you where you lose points on that is like a soup selection. I, yeah. I don't I don't want to buy the soup in the plastic thing and, and have to heat it up in the microwave. Yeah. I want you don't the know soup if, hot. Yeah. So... Anyway, I think I think jury's still out on HEB. What I right points against for me, absolutely no charm. Huge industrial, some concerns with the layout, and they, and and they don't travel. There's none outside of Texas. <laughs> I think there's a couple in Mexico. With it's like uh, they're like a, they're like an SEC school. They won't go on the road. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They Where, they are they. By all accounts, they're absolutely cleaning Kroger's clocks. We heard they were having, quote, quote, <laughs> non-consensual sex with Kroger in the state of Texas. Um, but Kroger doesn't need to be competing in Texas anyway. I, I think that's a little bit of a mistake for Kroger. Uh, you know, it's like fighting a land war in Afghanistan. You don't need to be there, Kroger. Go go out to the plains. Go up the upper Midwest. I realize it's not as population isn't as big but you got to take over all that land area up there you can't you can't spell cincinnati with a k either and you you absolutely cannot do that so i think klein might be keen for a kroger that's That's, true oh god that was (laughs) keen might not have been the right word to use there (laughs) uh yeah so i think more to come we'll be back to texas where do you slot them spur the moment them against Publix. It's it's neck and neck for me right now. Publix is a lot more a uh, lot more charm, yeah, for me, and 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 a lot more approachability, a little cozier, yeah. Just, and we'll just you know like more more versatile, more yeah. more scheme scheme versatile, yeah. You know, um, getting multiple at, at Publix, I can go in there for a host of different things or different you know, I can go as deep as I want and go shallow as I want, whereas. H-E-B, I think once once you're in there, you're, you're all in. That's what – it's it's a great shopping option for if you have a family of like 27 people. But you know what? So is Costco. Exactly. You know? So. I don't know. I, I'll all say right. this. I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting a little God, bit we're gonna more. we're going to get so many people. You guys, you guys went to the wrong one. You went to the wrong one. You went to the wrong one. I maybe we went to the right one. And, you know, this is, this is tough too after the um, – the, after being at Champions and seeing their logo, I, TC, I know. And then going, you know, next door over to Klein, right? And then you sprinkle in all the A and M folks. It, it got very uncomfortable there for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, all go, right, yeah. Go look up the Champions <laughs> Golf Club logo if you. It's and and just spur of the moment first reaction like word association. What do you associate the Champions logo with? Third Reich. Um. All right. I want to thank another sponsor. Oh, our friends at Whoop. Love it. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life. How are your recovery scores in Houston? Terrible. You said you're you're hit or miss, right? You're either yeah up in the nineties or or you're or you're red. They were lining. good the first night because I was sleeping. Sans kids. Yeah. Freddie wasn't coming in 3 a.m. and beating me <laughs> on the head. Um, so they were good the first night. Kind of why I wanted to get Thai food the first night, too. You know, mm-hmm. a little lighter. Um, second night, I had the meat sweats all night. Oh, 
So did I. That was, I slept. My recovery score. The, uh, <laughs> you said it like like nine a.m. You're like, how is my? How have I? How have I already? How have I already burned like this many calories? And, I had and, a strain number at nine a.m. That was unbelievable. I think my body was working so hard to uh, digest all the meat. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then it didn't get any better because we had we had barbecue for lunch. Yeah. It. It was nice to get home and just kind of like, I, I feel like I cleansed a little bit. I had a soup and salad <laughs> yesterday. Uh, well, Whoop can help anyone perform better, whether it's preparing for a golf match, a race, a meeting. Whoop helps you plan out your day and make smarter lifestyle decisions to help you feel better than ever. It's very cool. Uh, I think it's, we've all been, I, like, it's just a part of my daily routine. I don't even notice wearing it these days. Um it's, it's a pretty cool piece of technology. Right now, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code TRAPDRAW at checkout. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, enter the code TRAPDRAW, all one word, to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter with Whoop today. We thank them for sponsoring the TRAPDRAW. All right, TC. I, I think we need to... I want to address a couple things here. I have a non mea culpa. Uh, yeah, we didn't even we didn't even mention those. I mispronounced Neyland Stadium. It's Nyland Stadium, or no, it's Neyland Stadium. I said <laughs> Nyland Stadium. I'm not a Tennessee fan. Don't care for them. Don't care for the color. Don't need them. Don't care for you know. Can't win with them. Yeah, and then uh, they got more problems right now than worrying yeah. about how you're pronouncing yeah, their Pruitt football guy. stadium. Yeah. Um, Respectfully, all you UT fans. I think, I think uh, what's his name? Freeze needs to go there. Freeze is predestined to go to Tennessee. Well, well, we've heard the Tennessee people are jonesing for Hugh Freeze. Yeah. They want offense. They want, you know. They want to scheme. Exactly. Uh, who do you think Auburn's going to hire, big guy? That's a great question. If I had to guess right now, who's the coastal coach, Chadwell? I think so. Which, you know what? I have, Feels like the guy. I'm, I'm hesitant to, to give him my stamp of approval because Joe Mowgli had built that program. You're damn right he did. You know? Yeah. The uh, TD Ameritrade guy. I, I don't know who else is, like, fit-wise at Auburn. I, I mean, maybe they... It's like the most unrealistic expectations of the, anywhere. Right. I don't know if they think they can get a Matt Campbell. If you're Matt Campbell, I would never go to Auburn. No. <laughs> um, like, why go to Auburn when, like, yes. like, he'd go to Texas tomorrow if he wanted to. Right. And we both said, I think he's a guy that I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the NFL in five years. It seems like the next less. Yeah. big jump for him. Yeah. So I, I don't know where that leaves off. I mean, they're, they've been wanting to go after, like, the sexy offensive coordinator – they should just Lately. offer Herb like thirty mil a year. I mean, honestly, they should. It'd be a great match. Like, you know, Herb would fit in well at Auburn. He could just bring in all all the character concerned guys bad he needs. Actors. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't even have to stress about it. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have to fake any heart attacks on the back end. Uh, I so I don't know. I guess to to answer your question, I saw Bunky riding for. Bringing back Muschamp too, completing the full circle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they should just skip Hugh Freeze and go to Art Bryles. Like, wouldn't Art Bryles be a perfect coach at Auburn too? Hundred percent. Bryles would be, but he's he's got his. Eyes he's on in that, line for Liberty. On that Liberty job. <laughs> that's that's been destined. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the only other guy I can think of that I guess he kind of fits the 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 Gus Malzahn mold is. Um, Who's who's the, the old LSU OC that's now with the Panthers? Oh, Joe Brady. But I don't know if he wants to leave the NFL, right? Yeah, I think he's he's gonna be an NFL head coach within three years, I would think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's that's <laughs> sorry. I, the Auburn coaching job is always interesting. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, the whole booster situation there. Exactly. Um, yeah, just some some weird weird stuff going on. Who else? Who else just got? Oh, Lovey. We we just learned Lovey's not going to be back and, at Illinois. Sublin. <laughs> when you lose seventy to seven to a rival, I I think you they have no choice but to fire. Well, you. her you know, Herm Edwards is he's brought the new model to uh, you know, the fully integrated like CEO model. 
to uh, Arizona State. It's all those former NFL coaches are retired out there. He's got he had no idea he had Marvin Lewis on staff as a co-defensive coordinator. That's awesome. These guys are just chilling in the desert, playing some golf, and scheming, scheming yeah. up some some football. All right. F, speaking of the desert. Speak, yeah. F1. F1. It sucked. The final race of the year. It sucked. It was horrible. Like, what a what a bad, bad circuit. Yas, Yas Marina. In Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi? Uh, yeah. How nice was it that the commentators were openly oh, just shooting holes just clowning over. on the race? Oh, you know, it's impossible to overtake here. I mean, it's very hard. <laughs> Cro- shout yeah. out Crofty and, Crofty and Martin was, Brundle. Crofty and Brundle were getting were getting pretty chippy, pretty pretty, pretty loose with it there. Yeah, you trying could, to keep themselves entertained. Exactly. I it was the most boring. It I, I can't even think of it, one exciting thing that happened. I guess when Checo's engine went. Uh, it wasn't exciting. That was tragic. Well, the whole drama was Racing Point versus McLaren for third in the constructors' standing. I don't think it was going to end uh, end well. I, I feel like Racing Point, they put all their chips in. They beat them this year fair and square. You know, and then you got the you got the penalty. What penalty? Oh, the for changing their power unit? No, they got the penalty for the brakes for oh, however yeah. long. For, for actually cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, so uh, very disappointed in, in Lance Stroll. Um, it was a big spot for Lance, yeah. and he, he like he just didn't show much. He didn't make like no, he had the the rookie he got owned mistake by or Ocon on the last lap too. Yeah, um, it was a, it was I, a I, chance I for him to step up. They needed to throw the book at 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 signs. That was that was not sporting. They they needed to see the telemetry though. They they couldn't throw the book at him mid race. I I think it was total vindication after the race. No, but terrible, terrible race. Um, you know somebody was saying that somebody was defending Albon, saying that you know he he ran a good race. He like it was a he, good finish for him. He closed the gap between you know to like a second on Hamilton. Hamilton was like I hesitate to say this because he's the goat, but. Seemed like he was still struggling with he admitted personal as much. fitness, and he was yeah. just kind of going through the motions a little bit. And so I'm I'm not giving Albon any sort of credit on, you know, Hamilton was just just coasting down there, and his teammate was up however many seconds on like yeah, ridiculous. Um, well, I thought it was very interesting the whole the the qualifying standings throughout the year where you know teammate versus teammate. Yeah, I know you you tweeted that graphic, but what the the highlights uh we'll just run through it. You had Lando 9, Signs 8 at, at um Here, let's do it this way. McLaren. Let's do it this All way right. cuz this dovetails with something I want to do. Okay. Let's let's run through the final constructors just team by team. Okay. We can say the the qualifying and just, you know, quick summation of the year and, and where we go from here. You want to start from the top or should we start in reverse order? Let's start in reverse order. It's our friends at Williams. They got bageled this year. Zero, Zero points. points. Tough. Hate it. Claire's out. They got money now, though. The, the U.S. private equity guys are in. Uh, uh, not good. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I felt for George. Of course. You know, last weekend. It was just... What a letdown having to come back. Yeah. You know, not even driving a dump truck. Driving a... Driving an excavator or something. Um, his his qualifying, they call him Mister Saturday. I believe he he outqualified Latifi sixteen to, to Six, zero. Sixteen to nothing. I, Latifi's totally Mister Irrelevant in F one for me. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's a more irrelevant driver. I think both guys are back next year. Yeah, just all right. R- run it back. <laughs> uh, Haas finished mm. with three points. Mm. <laughs> Big week for Haas this past week. Uh, a lot going on there. Yeah. Both, um, both drivers both are, guys out. are out. Magnus and Grosjean, both out. A couple of wankers. Um, I don't think Gunther put them in spots to succeed necessarily. No. Uh, you know, neither of them did themselves any favors either. Speaking of guys not doing themselves any favors. Mazapan. New guy coming in. Did a little deep dive on his on his dad's backstory. He's an ammonium nitrate kingpin. 
Ol- uh, oligarch, yeah. true oligarch. Phosphate, all sorts, you know, he was like an intelligence officer in Afghanistan during, you know, for the Soviets. Just a, a very, very interesting character. A um, lot of interesting business dealings, I think. Yeah. Um, his, and, his, his kid's a, a, a shithead, probably, to put it... <laughs> To put it nicely, I, I think he's exactly what 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 Formula One needs right now. Yeah, I somebody tweeted like, "Oh, are you still happy this guy's coming after all this terrible stuff he's done?" Like, honestly, is just somebody who just watches for the pure entertainment. Like, yeah, I'm really excited he's coming. You showed me a video of him uh, not letting, oh, running that dude off the blocking yeah. that guy like into the wall awesome. in F two. It's awesome. So he's gonna be paired with Mick Schumacher. Uh, Michael's son, Michael's kid. Is it Michael's kid or his nephew? No, it's his kid. It's his kid. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting driver lineup. Um, I don't know if those Haas cars are going to be <laughs> going to be any good. Are they still with the Ferrari power unit next year? I, you know what? We could probably look that up, but who could say? Who could say? Yeah. Who could say? Uh, I think I. I just I'm excited for you know Mazepin gets the seat because his father is invested heavily in the team. Mm-hmm. Kind of a stroll situation here. Uh, fascinated to see Gunter, you know, interfacing with the Russians. I think Netflix should just maybe <laughs> park the cameras there next year. <laughs> uh, finishing eighth was Alfa Romeo racing Ferrari. I don't know if we need to spend much these time guys here. Are, see, these guys are even more relevant than Williams to me. And, you know, yeah. you can say I like Kimi Raikkonen. I've been educated on him. Um, he's past his prime. Like, let's just call it though. He's, or he you needs know. to be more outrageous. Exactly. You know, um, but the, uh, Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi? Is that his name? <laughs> Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi? I think it's a soft S and you made it okay. kind of a third Reiki there. That's <laughs> oh, what, Antonio. <laughs> you made him no, a member, you made him a member of. ZZI. A-Z-Z-I, Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> what What was their... Uh, what it's, was, yeah, it's in... Um, it's The pronunciation is N-A-T-T-S-I. Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> she of a Nazi. <laughs> um, what was their qualifying breakdown? Uh, they were 9-8. She of a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, Riken and eight. Um, just, just not the most interesting factor. guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's go to the next one. Uh, seventh. This is where you know they were they were plucky. Um, AlphaTauri. Oh, I think it was. I think AlphaTauri was one of the stories of the year between Pierre's win. Oh my god, that was triumphant. Yeah. And then um, Kvyat. Yeah, I think I thought he was showed plucky well. down the stretch. He's not keeping his seat though. Yeah. Oh, who are they bringing? They in? already made a decision. I, they they, 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 they haven't announced. filled it yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, gosh, you got you got so tough scene for uh, Kvyat. Um, Pierre thirteen four. I think that's probably why they're yeah they're getting rid of yeah. him. Uh, uh, good, really good season for Pierre, though. I think, yeah, the, and, and found a lot of fans too. It, it would have been really easy for him to come back down. And Pierre's got a lot more dog in him than I thought he did. Feel sorry for himself, but yeah. he, he he showed a lot of spirit. Yeah, uh, sixth place Ferrari. I mean, what Matteo didn't even make the trip to Abu Dhabi. Really, stayed behind, <sighs> trying to. Trying to get a head start on next year. Maybe he wasn't feeling well. I don't know, but maybe he's about to get sacked. Hopefully, he needs to get sacked. God, what a what a disaster! Uh, that was thirteen four. Sha Sha Leclerc over over Vettel. Vettel headed to uh, Racing Point. Obviously, next year rebranding as Aston Martin. Carlos Sainz coming in. Yeah, filling the seat. Can't be. You know, Sainz 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 is cousin maybe. Maybe pointing him in the wrong direction a little bit. I think signs in a Ferrari appears. It's a it's a sexy very, it's on a the very surface. Cosmopolitan team. Next yeah, year. Uh, could be a team though you like to root against. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, nothing against Shaw, but yeah, it's fun. It's <laughs> honestly, it's kind of fun to see Ferrari struggle. 
Uh, Reno. Reno finished fifth. They were plucky down the stretch. Your boy Cyril. Not not a fan of Cyril. I'm not really a fan of Ocon either. I know you like Ocon. I, it's not that I... I, I you respect Ocon's story. I, I respect Ocon's story. I, I think Ocon, if you, if you go back and watch the Netflix, he... He didn't have the advantages of, of money and sponsors and name recognition that a lot of other people had. I'm a Checo guy, so obviously, you know. <laughs> he, he didn't have the, the Mexican billionaire, yeah. uh, Carlos Sim. Uh, they're rebranding. They're going to Alpine, Alpine Racing. Mm. Is that like the a French the, company? The specialty, like, aftermarket. The stereos? No, I think there's, like, Al- <laughs> Alpine... Uh, I don't know. What, what I, I don't know, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Ricardo was finding some form, man. Ricardo had a very Great quiet last like four, four to six weeks of the season. Finished fifth in the standings. He's headed to McLaren. Fifteen two. Ricardo over Ocon. Ocon, you know, so Ocon's got some things going for him, but I, I think next year's a kind of a shit or get off the toilet situation. Who are they for bringing Ocon. in? Fernando Alonso. Oh, that's right. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, fourth place, racing point. Yeah, I uh, hell of a. I'll say this: hell of a season. Hell of a yeah, season. I mean, they went from where they finished in twenty nineteen. Let me get that information for you. I, I think I think it was a triumph of the human spirit. They they, f- were, they were, were down in seventh. So, I mean, massive, massive jump. Yeah, uh, and should have been more. You know, they just. The power unit just wasn't there. They had some funny issues with the brakes early in the season that cost them. I wouldn't say there were, there were, there were issues. I don't think there were any issues. Uh, the, the only issue was the brakes were too good, too aerodynamic. They're rebranding they're, somewhat. They're going to Racing Point Aston Martin. Which is great. So we're getting another luxury brand in. Yeah. I uh, Gosh. You know what? Checo's out. Yeah, Checo is out. I'm not a huge Vettel guy. I respect him more than I like him. You know what I mean? That's exactly how I am. I like, you know, I liked seeing him melt down at Ferrari and just get pissed at everybody at Ferrari. But it's going to be less, you know. I don't know. I, th- I think Racing Point's going to keep getting better though. So, uh, did you have anything you want to say about Lance? I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed. Um, is he still your guy? <laughs> He's never been my guy. I've just, I've, I've supported him i feel like you care thick and thin i I feel like you you sense that somebody needs to stick up for him and so you you do that took it upon myself sometimes it's reluctantly but you've been steadfast in your yeah also like i don't think he's necessarily like drew love like he like you know he's got a bit more talent than that yeah he's got a track record a little bit um no pun intended yeah what was the qualifying though it was tough it was 11-3 checo and with Checo's finishing the drivers, it's just tough when it's like, why is Checo the one? <laughs> There's clearly a. I mean, we all know why Checo's here. the one leaving, but yeah, it's tough when you boot the clearly the better driver. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm curious what what's going to happen with, you know, may not be this off season, but you know, next off season, I, rumors have it that Toto's bored at at Mercedes. Honestly, it wouldn't shock me. I, it's Theo Epstein, right? It's. Yeah. Larry Brown, the old NBA coach. There's some people that once you build it, like what else is it, right? That's like, onto the, the next process. challenge. That's the exactly. That, that's the that's the reward. Is the process. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, third place, McLaren snuck into third. Zach Brown band. <laughs> huge, huge year for Zach Brown. Um, got them back to relevance. I think they have a driver in Lando. I really like Lando. I think he's. I think Ricardo's going to fit in perfect there. I think Ricardo's going to be freed up. I, I I think McLaren's on the come up for sure. Agree. That was you know it was a great great season. Got it. Got to hand it to him. That's all I have to say about that. Second place, Red Bull Racing. Yeah, this is this is where it was really. I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> Max seventeen. Albon zero. That's damning. I mean, Albon. I mean, what do you, you? There's nothing to say about that. I don't even think we need to say anything. Like we, we've made our piece. Albon, send him to AlphaTauri or send him send him somewhere else. But he is a waste in that car. 
And he's and he's quite honestly, he's been pretty dangerous at times this year too. A danger to himself and others. If Albon's back next year, I think it's time to start wondering if Christian Horner is the is the man who should be leading that that team. Totally agree. I I had some concerns this year too that their their pit their pit stops were too fast. Yeah. Some of those sub three, like those two point. They, they turned seconds. a couple sub twos, I think. <laughs> Crazy. They practice. Oh God, I love it. Uh, Checo would fit so well there. Like many people are saying, he wouldn't because he's not flashy enough. He's not. He, he's not enough of a personality. I think he proved though he's a dog. Like put him in yeah, a good car. I know he's such a dog. I think you know. I'm. I'm. I'm wondering if if they think that, you know that he's probably not young enough. That I, Max is, loves the young that, guys. That they don't want to put somebody that's competitive with Max because Max is such a. Are they crowning Max? Is such an alpha. He's such a like. You that's know, why they, he's that's a why junkyard Ricardo. dog, and he's gonna he's gonna eat their young. That's interesting. Uh, that's what I want to see, though. Yeah. If it's not if it's not check, I don't know where else they go though. Maybe Formula Two, which I know nothing about. But it doesn't seem like like you're not bringing in Hulkenberg there. You're not Kevin Magnuson. I don't think he deserves it. No. Uh. All right, Mercedes. Yeah, I mean eleven uh, three Hamilton, or sorry eleven five Hamilton over. Uh, over Bodas, of course, you know, um, all the George stuff last week. Of course. You know, people, you know. Little, just, little, can't help but wonder. I mean, they, they nailed the double stack this week. Like, no issues whatsoever to speak of. Yeah, I wouldn't put a pass Were they protecting down. Lewis and his legacy last week? I, I, I'm, just, I'm just the guy asking I the think, questions. I don't think that would have, I don't think it would have reflected upon Lewis, though. I think it would have reflected more upon George, of like, hey man, this guy's a this guy's a dog. It's interesting because if, He's if a you generational just plucked, talent, maybe. I don't think there's a lot of other guys on the grid that could do that. I, that's I guess the million dollar question because I, you know, like if you put Ricardo in that Mercedes, like I think there's like probably seven or eight guys that I would feel pretty confident would. Could win in that Mercedes, but I I don't know. Um, they apparently are running it back. Botas Hamilton, they'll likely win next year. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it that they're running it back. Toto, we we found out that the Netflix cameras. Speaking of a mea culpa, the Netflix cameras were not with Mercedes. <laughs> we had bad information there at, at the Bahrain outer ring, uh, which, which is, they oh. need to go back to the Bahrain outer ring. That was so sweet. that's why I wanted to ask you what I mean a little touch of recency bias there, but did you have a favorite race? I, I guess there's two ways to ask that from a course perspective and just from like a results perspective. I mean, I was so blown away by the by the Bahrain outer ring that you know I wasn't expecting a whole lot, and it and it turned into you know the most exciting race of the year. Um, it, it was so much fun. I thought the ones in Italy were fun. Yeah, you know, at, at the uh, the Temple of Speed, and then the other one that they went to that that they hadn't been to in forever. Um, you know, I think I don't know. I mean, I I just like I, I like seeing them mix it up a little bit on the tracks. Um, the shitty part about this year was we, you know we didn't get many street circuits, right? Either. So I think that's you know going. I was looking forward to uh, the Vietnam one. Right, they were, they were going to go to Vietnam next year, Hanoi, but uh, uh, there was widespread corruption and malfeasance. <laughs> the guy, the guy that put together the race on the ruling party, got got arrested for like graft and stuff. Tough scene. Uh, so I think they may go to Portugal for that one. That's what they were saying Which, on the telecast. Yeah. Um, the uh, remember that very first race of the year in Austria? Yes, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, there, there were a number of, it, it was a, so this was our, my first year, like watching, really paying attention week in, week out. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. I felt like, like the year started with a bang at that Austrian race. We had some really fun races there in the middle. The Bahrain was such a fun ending. And then the Yas Marina just was like, I think it'll be good to get back to, to, uh, Melbourne, start things off Melbourne. Uh, and then Dutch Grand Prix next year too. First time in, in a long time for the Dutch Grand Prix. So, um, 
you know, we were talking. We want to get to get to some races over the next next few years. We, God, we would love to. So much fun. Uh, just need the world to. I know everybody's thinking. We just need like things to get back to yeah. get back to normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Any other uh, burning F one moment of the year? One moment. What's the one moment when when you look back twenty twenty F one? Gosh, I mean, maybe recency bias, but I think it's got to be something with with George last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, if not that, then it's probably Lewis coming in on you know completely like you know flat tire. And still winning the race, yeah. I, f- I forget which race that was, but that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I I would I would add to that too the the Grosjean accident. That whole thing was like unreal. I, I think your I, I think my favorite week though was was Bahrain with the with the George subplot and and just everything that happened around there. And then Checo, his amazing race, the first lap with Verstappen and Leclerc. Uh, all right, we we can tie a bow around F one. Um, the only other thing we were going to touch on was some of the preview stuff. What a year it's been in terms of these previews. Yeah, and we and we you know actually started midway through the year, so I think we've got some some places to to go in twenty twenty one. What what is there a location? that you're most curious to talk to somebody about, to learn a little bit about? Yeah, I think we got to figure out, we've got the two weeks in Hawaii. Got to figure that out, you know, how we want to handle that. I don't Mm -hmm. think, you know, um, I'd like to get some, some, you know, LPGA or even, we could even branch into Euro tour as well. Um, you know, as far as that's what I want to do and choosing some, some places, especially once we, recycle some of these PGA I, I, yeah. we we have left some stuff on the table in some of these locations but in other like either getting international with some Euro Tour stops or certainly some of the LPGA some of the more interesting places that they go yeah um, I think getting the definitive San Diego one is going to be important yeah uh, uh, see I was thinking Scottsdale too would be interesting yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a city that I have such a perception of or just Phoenix in general, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah kind of greater Phoenix. Uh, Los Angeles, I feel like, you know, we can certainly cover the whole breadth and history of Los Angeles in an hour. With just as we've done previously. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, not looking forward to Orlando. No. Least favorite place on the planet. What do we do for the players? Mexico City. I, I'm looking forward to that one. I think we can... I, I think we can safely assure people... Well, actually, Puerto Rico would be interesting, too. Yeah. But I, if we can find a good Mexico City guess, I, I think we probably lean that way. Um, Ponte Vedra is going to be interesting. Where do we go for our home game? Very interesting. Uh, gosh, and then you know what? I think biggest biggest thing we left on the table this year. We didn't get Uncle. Ju- there was two events in Las Vegas. Didn't get any any for Uncle Juice. I think getting Uncle Juice on the trap draw in twenty twenty one is far and away the biggest goal. I think you're right. I, I absolutely think you're right. I think too. Um, speaking of goals, the the Barbersaw, yeah, which they play outside of like Lexington. Like Pac-Man lives in Northern Kentucky. You know, listen, I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, you're yeah. I mean, that's you know, rumor has it. I don't want to jinx it. Rumor has it he started a podcast. Might be dropping tomorrow, Tuesday. Really? Yeah. I think it's a lot of Bengals. <laughs> it's a lot of Bengals talk. I mean, I'll listen to his analysis all day, every day. Yeah. Um, I, I'd also, you know, I think going to Toledo for the uh, for the LPGA uh, Solheim Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I actually just picked up National Geographic on the way to Houston, and they had a big, you know, big feature on the Great Lakes and all sorts of issues facing the Great Lakes. But you know, one of them was. Uh, algae blooms in in western Lake Erie. It's, it's no joke. Yeah. So, um, you know, some interesting stuff to to get into there. And then, uh, gosh, you know, I think we need to do one. The other one, I think we 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 probably need to dive in on the Walmart Northwest Arkansas Championship presented by P and G. Great call. I think you exactly. know doing doing one on Northwest Arkansas would be important. Yeah. Important. 
Uh, I couldn't agree more. TC, so much fun. Favorite one we did this year. Oh, my gosh. It's like ask me to pick a child, my favorite child. You don't have any kids. Favorite one. I I feel like we're going to insult somebody by, by picking a favorite one. Uh, do you have one that just jumps to mind? I mean, I liked them all. I loved Atlanta. Getting Spencer on to do Atlanta. Of course. Um, let, let me... Let me I, do you know what I really enjoyed just for how bizarre, not like, but just how random and, and kind of weird it was, but but also I thought how good he was, uh, was the Detroit episode. Yeah. With uh with my with my guy uh Quinn from uh, Quinn Kleinfelder, uh from NPR up in Detroit. He was so earnest and had such good information. Quinn Kleinfelder. Exactly. It's a uh, lot of case. Yeah. No. He was. He was very just hard news. I, I'm not objective. saying that, but just like I, I think we've had the most fun. Not the most fun. It's just fun when we can go from like a Spencer Hall, who is yeah. literally one of our like inspirations in this space, right? Like I think yeah. we both have immense respect to a guy who's like actually kind an of expert, a, a quote unquote no name for folks uh a guy like him or like professor dan was awesome last week yeah. you know i it's it's just it's it's fun having that whole spectrum totally agree totally agree well hey randy great year on the trap draw it's been fun i think we're i think we're on to something with these city previews enjoy your off season big off season thanks man <laughs> couple thanks, man. couple of weeks here yeah i'll see you i'll see you back you know first first week in january Awesome. Uh, well, if this is it for the Trap Draw in 2020, uh, all the listeners, thank you guys so much. Um, as always, we'll, we'll take uh, recommendations for who to talk to in certain cities. And also, um, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Be very, safe. Very Be well. Uh, it, it's the season of hope, Randy. we got to start thinking about what we're going to call 2021. The, it's true. You know, the year of what? It's true. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Let's go watch the end of the U.S. Women's Open. Can't wait. Cheers. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who